Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, you know the deal. I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball world? Well, I hope you're doing fine because I sure am. And I'm ready and raring to go with episode 168, people. Ready and raring to go with episode 168. And the name of episode 168, Jazz Spot. The name of episode 168, people, Jazz Spot. Well, let's get it started, man. It's a beautiful day in the New York area. I'm telling you, man, I got to get outside and get some fresh air. But right now, I'm ready to transcend up with all of you guys that's tuned in to All Things Basketball Podcast. All right, let's get it started, man. Episode 168, Jazz Spot. But before we get started, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it and let's get it started, man. All right. Let's get it going, man. Brooklyn party, man. Brooklyn party. Brooklyn party at the Barclays, baby. I'm going to tell you, man, game one. The Brooklyn Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks. Very, 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 very good game. I told you uh, uh, last episode, this series could possibly in a way, lead to the championship and and see the winner of the championship. Now, of course, you got to play the games, but this is the series that everybody's looking at. Whoever comes out of this particular series between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks have got to be the favorite to hoist the trophy, man. Whoever comes out this series definitely has to be the favorite to come out of uh, the East and hoist the trophy. And so you still got to play the games. Whether you're the favorite, whether you win this series or not, you still definitely have to play the games. But that's how I'm kind of looking at it. Whoever wins this series is definitely the front runner to hoist the trophy. And so Brooklyn took the game the other night, 115 over the Milwaukee Bucks, 115 to 107. It was a lot closer game than those score, that score right there. It was very, very tight. The whole game. Of course, James Harden went out with the same hamstring issue that he had a month prior to the playoffs. And that's very, very unfortunate. James Harden is a guy, first of all, he's a superstar in the MVP, but he's a guy that's very passionate about the game and very knowledgeable about the game, but he's just so passionate about being on the floor. So that really was a terrible blow for the Brooklyn Nets terrible blow for the NBA and just terrible for James Harden because he's an excellent, excellent baller, man. He's definitely in the top five players in the league. All right. And so, you know, it was rough to see him limp off the court with maybe not even 15 seconds into the game. But guess what? Brooklyn is deep, baby. And Blake Griffin showed up. 
Blake Griffin showed up with 18 big points. Dunking the ball. Blake had a little flash from the past, man. And did his thing. Diving on the ground for loose balls. Blake Griffin really played some game. He definitely was the MVP of the game. I'll tell you right now. Of course, Kevin Durant, easy money sniper, baby. 29 points. Kyrie Irving, 25. And so, you know, even though James Harden went out, and it's very unfortunate for Brooklyn, they managed to, to, to right the ship and take game one, 115-107. You know, with this series, people, I want you to understand, it's, it's, it's a very, very slippery slope for Milwaukee. And I say that because Milwaukee has to play near perfect to win this series. They have to play every game nearly perfect to win this series. Where? Brooklyn does not. Brooklyn can, you know, they can have a mediocre type of game and win the game because they put up so many points just because. And so, you know, that's the advantage that Brooklyn really has in this series. Then on the other hand, you could look at defensively, uh, uh, Milwaukee has the advantage. And so this is a very, very evenly matched series. I know a lot of people say, oh, no, Brooklyn's got it. Listen, game one, and it's a very, very even series, but Brooklyn's up 1-0, okay? Game two is tonight, and so, hey, man, fasten your seatbelt, get your popcorn, because this is going to be a very, very exciting series. And like I said, Brooklyn won the first game, 115-107, and game two, for uh, uh, in the semifinals between Brooklyn and Milwaukee is tonight. All right. Phoenix, man. Phoenix moves on. They eliminate the defending champion Lakers 4-2 uh, to two to advance to play the Denver Nuggets. Good series, Phoenix and Denver. Very good series, okay? Um... I know everybody says, well, you know, before you even hit me on the gram or Facebook, who do I favor? I favor Denver. Denver's very deep. Emerging superstar Michael Porter Jr. MVP Nikolai Jokic. All right. Jamal Murray is not even in uniform yet, but you got Aaron Gordon. Okay. You got a lot of pieces in Denver. And you have an excellent, excellent coach. And so, you know, I favor Denver. But I won't rule out Phoenix winning. Because these are all professionals at the end of the day, people. But I do favor Denver coming out of this uh, series. It might go six games. It might go seven. But I'm looking at Denver winning this series. But Phoenix is really balling, man. Phoenix is really balling. And I tell you what, Devin Booker had a big 47 points to eliminate the defending champion Lakers. One of the things that I noticed is that they tried to have Anthony Davis go uh, the night the other night. Bad, bad move on the Lakers. A desperate move on the Lakers. It kind of brings me back to when um, the Golden State Warriors were playing the Toronto Raptors in the NBA championship, and they 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 rushed Kevin Durant back. This is sort of the same thing. Okay, um, we all know that AD was not ready to play. He was definitely not ready to play. He exited it early. And so 
you know, that was one sign right away that the defending champion, Purple and Gold, Los Angeles Lakers were in trouble. That was one sign right there. And so Phoenix proceeded to, to, to pound on them, all right? They proceeded to, to play excellent basketball, both on the offensive end and on the defensive end. And so, you know, Phoenix moves on. Phoenix moves on. A lot of people say, are there going to be moves made uh, with the Lakers? Of course there's going to be moves made. All right? With the Lakers, if you don't win the championship, it's a bust. So you know there's going to be moves made um, in the Laker building. One of the things that I noticed when we talk about the Lakers, head assistant Jason Kidd. All right? He just turned down the Portland Trailblazer job. So there could be some rumblings as far as Frank Vogel's concerned, people. All right? Because who turns down a very lucrative head coaching job that has a guy like Dame Dollar, C.J. McCullough, Carmelo Anthony in the building? Not many people will turn down a job like that. Okay? Now, it's not about head coach or assistant coach. I tell the pe people a lot of times. All right? Um, as far as my coaching career, I've been... A, a top assistant in a lot of places in a lot of years, all right? It's what you bring to the job. It's not so much head coach and assistant coach. Now, do you want a head coaching job? Do I want a head coaching job? Of course, that's the pinnacle. But when you're working with a team and when you're putting, helping put your input, uh, uh, imprint, excuse me, with a team, it's coaching, not head not assistant, but I'm looking at Jason Kidd right now and saying, well, what's going on? Did someone say, uh, don't, you know, sit put because you're going to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers very soon, all right? Because when you turn down a job like that, you got to start looking at the tea leaves of the future. And so, yeah, you know, uh, we're kind of getting off, but the Phoenix Suns uh, uh, eliminated the defending champ, Los Angeles Lakers, Four to two, and they move on to play the Denver Nuggets. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. At Coach Luke ATB. All right, at Coach Luke ATB on Twitter. We almost forgot Twitter, but we'll never forget Twitter. There's a lot going on for all things basketball on Twitter right now. So I'll never forget, forget Twitter right now. All right, and never will. Okay, at Coach Luke ATB on Twitter. Let's go, Twitter. <laughs> Tap in, baby. Let's go. All right. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. What moves should the Knicks make for next season? Well, in my eyes, not many moves, people. Not many moves. I told you just making the playoffs. I told you 40-plus victories is an accomplishment, achievement, and uh, 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 the season, in all intents and purposes, for nine years, they've never done these things was a success. Now, would I have loved to see them beat the Atlanta Hawks? Of course. But I do have to say this. The Atlanta Hawks are a lot better than I ever thought they were. 
All right, the Atlanta Hawks are a lot better than I ever thought they were. Still think the Knicks uh, 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 were a better team. But they lost, and now they're out, and they're contemplating for next season. What moves should the Knicks make? Not many. We got to remember, all right, we lost our starting center, Mitchell Robinson, early in the season. Now, I love the job Nerlens Noel did, but Nerlens Noel is a strictly defensive center. He's not going to give you much on the offensive end. And so, you know, that hurts the Knicks a little bit, all right? And all of the stuff that Clint Capella was doing would have been null and void if Mitchell Robinson was there, but we can't go like that. I, you know, I'm the guy that tell you guys. We can't say if. Mitchell Robinson was not there. The Atlanta Hawks won, and guess what? I'll say it for my Knicks. If Mitchell Robinson was there, the Knicks might still have lost. That's why I don't like to say if this or if that. But getting back to the Knicks, they need a bona fide scorer, somebody off the bench that will come in and get you extra buckets, a guy that's basically unstoppable. Uh, can you get it in the draft? I don't know because we don't know uh, uh, how the draft order is. Uh, and we also don't know whether the Knicks will be in position to get one of those high-level uh, um, scorers out of the draft. But you might want to look at the free agent market to get this scorer. I don't think the Knicks need to make many moves. A healthy Mitchell Robinson and a bona fide scorer to add to what you already have will be sufficient enough to elevate further in the progression of the New York Knicks. So, to answer the question, do the Knicks make, need to make major moves? No. The only moves they need to make is a healthy Mitchell Robinson, right? And a bona fide scorer, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, whether it's from overseas, uh, and a bona fide scorer in the building. That's what the Knicks need. Don't mess with the roster too much. It's a young roster. It, it, it's, it's got a lot of um, confidence. And it, they have, since they made the playoffs, something to build on. So don't mess with the roster too much. And so that's what I feel about my New York Knicks. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it. At Coach Luke ATB on Twitter, man. At Coach Luke ATB on Twitter. Let's go. The top five draft positions. We just was talking about the draft. They're still unclear. I mean, we have to have the workouts, people. We have to have the workouts. We can't just sit here and say, uh, uh, this person's going to be number one. This person's a clear cut for number two, three, four, and five. Now, you have your favorites out there. You definitely do. But you have to start having the workouts. That's the only way, the only clear-cut way you're really going to figure out who's who. And so the workouts are coming up. Be patient. 
And uh, we'll talk about those workouts when they arrive. But right now, the draft is somewhat unclear. I'm not sure, but I believe the NBA draft will be in August this year. It won't be uh, this month, you know. Uh, and so um, we haven't even had the lottery yet. I think that's at the end of this month. So what's going on with the draft? Hey, man, you know, it's still unclear. The guys have to get situated and they have to work out. You're also going to have, as always, a heavy influx of European players, African uh, uh, descent players, okay? And so, you know, it's got to um, even out and it's got to kind of be, it's like a puzzle. You might have two pieces of the puzzle, but you need the other six or seven to complete the puzzle. And so that's how the draft is right now. All right, and so you don't really have a clear-cut five or ten. And so, you know, when you talk about the draft, those are the things that you kind of look at, all right? And so that's what's happening with the NBA draft. We're waiting on workouts. We're waiting on um, um, conversations with the young men. And um, we're waiting to see who's influxed as far as Euro European players uh, and everything like that. And so that's what's going on, and that's why it's kind of unclear. All right. I know y'all been waiting for this, man. I know that y'all have been waiting for this. We got that AAU profile, baby. We got that AAU profile. Regan Richardson. Regan Richardson out of North Carolina, man. Guess what? North Carolina stand-up, Regan Richardson, 5'11", guard, excellent player. A lot of people compare her to Candace Parker. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I always say I don't like doing that because Candace Parker is a Hall of Famer. This is a young girl coming out of high school. But a lot of pundits are saying that Regan Richardson reminds them of Candace Parker. Regan Richardson is on her way to the University of Georgia. Excellent school. Look out for Regan Richardson at the University of Georgia. Her high school is Cannon High School out of North Carolina. Very, very phenomenal team. Very, very phenomenal high school. They won a few championships. I'm very familiar uh, with Cannon High School. And her AAU outfit, EYBLNC. EYBL, North Carolina, is Regan Richardson's AAU outfit. Well, all right. Regan Richardson is our AAU profile for episode 168. Thank you very, very much. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, Download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. It really is for you. Let's do it. All right. Should you break up the Portland Trailblazers? Mm. That's a tough one. I mean, by all intents and purposes, the Portland Trailblazers have definitely underachieved. A lot of people feel they should have beat the Denver Nuggets. Um... I never felt that way. I don't think Portland 
uh, is deep enough to be the Denver Nuggets. And so I never felt that way, but a lot of people in the basketball allures and everything felt that the Portland Trailblazers should have beat um, the Denver Nuggets. Well, they didn't. And Denver moved on. And so, you know, a lot of people are feeling uh, should Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard move on? CJ McCullough move on? Of course, Carmelo Anthony's a free agent. Should he move on? Um, and I'm up in the air with that. I know Dame Dollar really loves that area. He's very close to his home in Oakland, where he was raised. And so, uh, uh, will, should he demand a um, trade? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I know there needs to be a mix-up in Portland. Should you keep that backcourt? I would, but I'm not the owner. I'm not the owner. The Allen family owns the team. But I tell you what, uh, I would keep the the backcourt. What I would work on is the bench in the front line. That's what I work on. But um, there might be, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of shaking up in that um, Portland building, man. A lot of shaking up in that Portland building. Last year was their best chance in the bubble to actually get to the championship and hoist the trophy. And so now, you know, they're in the West. There's a lot of great teams in the West, man. It's so much parity in the West. It's crazy. But, you know, um, I think they should mix it up. I wouldn't touch the backcourt. It's one of the back, best backcourts with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCullough that we have in the NBA. So I wouldn't touch that backcourt at all. But the bench... The front line, I would really start to work on that. And I would also bring in a coach. Uh, Terry Stotts was a wonderful coach, but they've part ways. But I also would bring in a coach that could bring some excitement back to the trailblazers. All right? It's not always about uh, uh, X's and O's a lot of times. It's about getting the players excited which will make the fans excited. Those are the things that I think are, are missing in Portland. And so all of those things should be taken into a, a account. Good coaching, good coaching staff, the bench, and the front line. I would not mess with the backcourt unless they would want to leave. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. At Coach Luke ATB on Twitter. Let's do it. All right. If you want to be a sponsor to the show, you want your ass to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, leave a detailed message, or hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button and leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor to the show, or you want your ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, those are the two things that you must do. Thank you very, very much. All right. Let's keep it moving, man. Man, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Episode 168, Jazz Spot, baby. All right. Wow. Elena Deladon, happy to be back in camp with her teammates. 
As you know, it's been a couple of rocky years for the superstar forward. Uh, Elena Deladon is just a baller, man. Excellent baller. She's got to be in the top five players, whether she played in the bubble last year or not. Now, we all know, very documented about Elena Deladon with Lyme disease and the, the whole issue from the bubble last year. But what a lot of people don't know is that Elena Deladon also had back surgery. Okay, and so back surgery is a serious, serious thing. And so she's moving back, rehabbing past back surgery and things of that nature. And she's speaking about the back surgery, uh, having the surgery in the middle of COVID, the whole nine yards, and also being back around her teammates. You know, uh, she's been cleared to kind of slowly deal with shoot-arounds. So things are getting back to normal for Elena Deladon. Good for her. I know she misses the game, all right? You've been playing the game for most of your life. I know she misses the game. And like I said, Elena Deladon is a phenomenal player. Tops in the WNBA, baby. But she's been talking about that. Um, there's no clear time when she's going to play this year. But she will return this season. Uh, as you know, the WNBA has already started. So I don't know if it'll be before All-Star break, after All-Star break, or three quarters into the season. You don't, you just don't know. You can't play with these back injuries. But Elena Deladon out of that Washington building is very excited to be making his progress. Like I said, she's been cleared for shoot-arounds. I don't know about live contact or anything like that. It just says shoot arounds. And so Elena Deladon is back in the Washington Mystic building. Congratulations to her. Uh, and speedy recovery to Elena Deladon. All right. That's that WNBA news, baby. Well, I tell you, man, everybody had my clippers dead in the water, baby. Everybody had my clippers dead in the water. Kawhi Leonard is a beast. A beast. And he did his thing, man. Kawhi Leonard performed, baby. All right. And, uh, and now the Clippers win against the Dallas Mavericks in seven games. And they move on to play the Utah Jazz. Another uphill battle for the Clippers. But they can do it. A lot of people didn't think they were going to come back in this series because they started this series 0-2, going back to Dallas. But I kept the faith in my clips, man, and now they move on to the semifinals against the number one seed, Utah Jazz. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing, baby. And Kawhi Leonard was a beast out there, all right? PG did his thing. Marcus Morris added 23 big, big points. Terrence Mann, a big surprise, all right, did his thing. Reggie Jackson came in there and rocked it, man. They, they, they got a great effort from a lot, a lot of places, all right? And I'm going to also tell you something else. Teron Liu, one of the best coaches in the NBA, made little subtle adjustments, all right? Little subtle adjustments. Okay, and they prepare, propelled past uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And so, man, listen, the Clippers got a shot, man. The Clippers got a real good shot to do this darn thing. Uh, 
uphill battle against Utah, but guess what? They're right there, all right? And it wouldn't surprise me if the L.A. Clippers hoist that trophy, baby. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Joel Embiid, slight torn meniscus. Now, Joel Embiid played yesterday, but you could tell he was visibly hurt. Atlanta won game one. I don't think Philly will do much with Joel Embiid playing this way. Uh, and so, you know, they lost game one. It's only game one. All right. I know he's still going through treatment, but it's hard to go through treatment and continue to play. I mean, really? He should have sat out the first game, give him five days instead of three. The difference in, 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 you know, hey, man, the difference in two days, man, is big. It's huge. The difference in two days is huge, baby. And so I would have sat him, but they played him. Now, he didn't do bad. But guess what? He wasn't the enforcer that we know Embiid to be. And the other thing is, the way that Atlanta was going to the basket, they fully realized they had a hurt person protecting the basketball as far as defensive-wise, as far as Philly. And so Joel Embiid has a slight torn meniscus. I don't know what slight is. It's either a torn meniscus or it's not. And so right now Joel Embiid is playing, but he doesn't look like himself. Now, I'm not making an excuse for Philly because it should be next man up, and that's with any team. And so it's just game one. Atlanta's up 1-0. But I would have loved to see Joel Embiid uh, fully, fully ready for this whole situation. And I really believe Philly would have propelled to the next uh, level and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Atlanta's a lot better than a lot of people think. Let's stay right there. Atlanta's a lot better than a lot of people think. Nate McMillan is really, really coaching his behind off. He's still an interim coach. Okay, and that, that I mean, right now, look. They're in the semifinals. Give the man the full job. But, hey, again, I'll say this. I'm not the owner. If I was, Nate McMillan would have a contract fully vested. But he's doing a great job. That's not to say he won't get a contract. He's doing such a great job that he should get a contract. And I believe he will. I believe Atlanta is seeing what Nate McMillan is doing. He's been in the coaching laws for years all around the NBA, okay? He was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Man, listen, Nate McMillan can coach the game of basketball. And so, I mean, Atlanta is a lot better than a lot of people think, including myself. Atlanta really, really is performing. They're really performing, and they're doing their thing out there, man. And, and 
I don't know if they're going to beat the Philadelphia 76ers, but they have a good chance to beat the Sixers. Not sure. We're just in game one. All right. But the Atlanta Hawks are a lot better than what a lot of people think, including me at All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm man enough to say it. Atlanta's a lot better team than I thought. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. At Coach Luke ATB on Twitter. At Coach Luke ATB on Twitter, baby. Let's do it. Jazz Spot, title of the show, baby. Jazz Spot. Utah Jazz is the number one team in the NBA. They still are not getting the credit. They still not getting the credit. I only believe, listen, the only way the Utah Jazz will fully get credit is if they hoist the chip. No one's going to give the Utah Jazz credit. They don't, they're not shown on, on, on major TV often. Um, um, and so we don't see the Jazz a lot. All right? They have a great fan base in Utah. Everybody in Utah believes that the Jazz can hoist the trophy. It's just everybody else around the NBA. All right? And so the Utah Jazz are a very strong team. Don't rule them out. Never rule them out. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, but Mike Conley's injured, okay? Uh, but Mike Conley, we're not sure when he'll be back, but he'll be back. The Utah Jazz are a phenomenal team. And I think the basketball pundits are getting it all wrong. If you're the number one slot in the NBA, you deserve your credit. Okay, it's not playoff basketball, but you are the number one team. And the road to the NBA championship goes through Utah this year. I don't care who it is, Eastern Conference or Western Conference. The road to the NBA championship goes through Utah, and they deserve a whole lot of credit just for that alone. All right? They got a great team, great organization, Hey, man, Quinn Snyder should be up for coach of the year. Again, we don't see Utah a lot. We don't hear about Utah a lot. All right? But this is a stellar team. I need people to start paying attention to the Utah Jazz. Okay? They're not a favorable landing spot for free agents. Well, you know, I would just say the atmosphere of Utah. We're not going to get personal about anything. The atmosphere is not attractive to free agents. But I understand Dwayne Wade has vested interest now in the Utah Jazz. He's a, 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 a minority owner with the Utah Jazz. So maybe things are turning around organization-wise. But what I'm saying here is watch the Jazz. They've got the spot, baby. And they're number one in the NBA. Well, people, it's been a ball, man. 
I like to thank everybody that downloads, shares, and likes on Instagram, man. I like to thank my Facebook family, everybody that downloads, shares, likes, listens to the show. We need more followers. We need more subscribers. We need more followers. We need more subscribers, man. All right? Listen, I'll see you guys episode 169 Wednesday with more news, more content. And yo, man, I got the best media staff in the business right by my side. We can't lose here at All Things Basketball Podcast. Guess what? I'll see you guys Wednesday, episode 169. Tap in, baby.